Welcome to the Independent Oxford podcast, sponsored by Story94. I'm Anna, and along with my indie partner, Rosie, we run Independent Oxford, which is a community that supports and champions indie businesses in Oxfordshire. In this series, I'll be guiding you through some of Oxfordshire's best indie journeys, and I hope you'll join me for the ride. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Independent Oxford podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tom from Fallow and Fields in Newnham Courtney. Hello, Tom. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, all good, thank you. Thank all you good. for having me. That's all right. Thank you for joining us. And um, so for people who don't know uh, about Fallow and Fields, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So uh, we are an event catering company, started um, beginning of last year, um, horrible time to start. Um, uh, and we've slowly built, um, up from, uh, event catering company to a delicatessen. Um, kind, basically we lost all of our events. It was, it was an absolute nightmare. 147, I do believe. Um, so we decided to launch a online hamper business. Um, from there we got lots of local produce, um, and we needed somewhere to showcase it. So we found a beautiful building in Newnham Courtney. Um, it's called Threadneedle House. And um, yeah, we set up Fallow and Fields from there. Okay, because there's two of you, isn't there? There's yourself yes. and Debbie. Myself right? and yeah. Debbie, yeah. yeah. Um, it's been an absolute roller coaster of a ride, to be honest. Um, if it wasn't for the deli, I don't know what we would have done. But um, it's but yeah, it's been it's been great. Okay, so how how did you um, end up setting up Fallow and Fields? Have you, have you worked with Debbie before or? Um, yeah, so, um, it's actually a friend of a friend. So I used to live up at Hinsky Heights golf course and my landlady put me in touch with Debbie who was working in a kitchen just not far from where the, uh, delicatessen is actually. Um, and, um, started working with her there and things led to another, and we started our event catering business. Okay, because you're a chef by trade, aren't you? I am, yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how long have you been doing that for? 14 and a bit years. So not as long as Debbie. I think Debbie picks me by about 30-odd years. Okay, just, just a little then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just a little bit. But together, we, we are a great team. We've, we do, um, we work in completely different ways but they do come together quite well so uh, aces in places i i like to say <laughs> okay right. so there there are quite a number of facets to fallow and field aren't there you've got the deli you've got the kind of meal boxes you've got the event catering business so tell us a bit about how all those came about yeah so it was just us trying to stay ahead of the restrictions really um each restriction came along and the lockdowns just sort of put shackles on us as as want of a better word um so we came up with these different various revenue streams just to try and stay ahead of the curve. Um, so we came up with the meal boxes um, because that became quite a big thing you know, last year. There was a lot of people online doing sort of cookery shows on Instagram and what have you. Um, so we came up with these meal boxes where all the fuss is taken out of the cooking for you. It's all pretty much pre-done. You just stick the oven on. But various meals in the oven at different times and then you get a really nice uh, meal out at the end of it so we had like a curry box a steak night box a roast in a box etc um that started doing really well um unfortunately we have had to sort of 
um, sort of tie that down a little bit now because we are the problem is is you start spinning so many plates yep. <laughs> and then when we you add more and more plates and then we've just got to start really focusing on other things now our events are starting to come back as well so um but we built a pizza oven as well in the garden um which is great um perfect for this weather um, perfect. and who i mean who doesn't like pizza yes and you do pizza and prosecco is that right? yes, yes pizza and prosecco on friday night Sounds like um, Yeah, really good. I mean, I'd, I can't really eat a whole pizza and a bottle of Prosecco, but... I know some people who can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are <laughs> I know a few. quite a few people who can. <laughs> surprised me, actually. Last last Friday, we did have quite a few few people in taking up the challenge. So, yeah, it was good. Okay, nice. So, you're saying that you obviously events coming back. So, was that the original vision for Fallow and Fields? And, and obviously, it's changed over lockdown, but kind of, yeah, when you started it, what was the original plan? Yeah, so the original plan was to be uh, an event catering company focusing on local, sustainable produce, um, um, grow as much as we can. Debbie's a keen gardener. She's got quite a bit of uh, quite a bit of land to, to garden on, if if you will. That's amazing. Yeah, so we do we grow lots of our own vegetables, and that was the, that was the plan. Um, and as I said before, we we did quite well. Like our booking just really did take off. Um, but obviously, with the pandemic hitting, we just had to focus our time on something else. So that's where the hampers came in and the hamper kind of um linked with our um ethos with local produce yep. and all that sort of stuff so um yeah it was we tried to basically support as many local businesses as possible um through our hamper business but at the same time keep an eye on the event side of things and keep people talking about our brand our shop our deli and with our fingers crossed at some point things would come back to normal and they are they are slowly they're slowly coming back they are slowly coming back and it's nice to see people kind of booking in events again isn't it and kind yes. of planning these things and going right let's get a wedding in let's get this birthday party in that we've been planning for the last I don't know, yes year and yeah a half. yeah it must i mean it must be quite hard for some people we've we've spoken to a few people that have really have struggled with it um I think this year is getting busy, but I think next year is going to be the real, the real busy one because that's when your festivals will be back. That's when your bigger parties will be back as well, as the weddings and so on. So, yeah, we're having we're the bookings are coming back now. Yeah, it's, it's quite scary, but I think we'll 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 do all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure we will. So, any particular kind of favourite events that you've got that you like to do? Um, so we've got a few gigs where we do we cater for quite a vast amount of people like on office blocks and stuff it's kind of their incentive to get them back in the office okay so they put on a lovely spread at lunchtime nice we come along cook a hog supply a load of lovely salads and some desserts nice um i think it's a, it's a very good incentive to get back into work that would get me into an office yes yeah yeah <laughs> that and as and we do the the cool thing i think we've found is a lot of people have just decided not to go with the big wedding. Yeah. They've kept it either very local in their parents' house or their house or in their garden. Um, that must be some big gardens. Well, yeah, they are some <laughs> big gardens, yeah. But for only 30 people, though. Yeah. So, and I've, I must say, I think I'm warming to the fact of a small wedding actually being quite, quite cool. And it's very personal. You get to speak to pretty much everyone at the wedding. A lot of weddings I go to, I mean, well, pre-pandemic, 
hundreds of people there. Yeah. You, don't, you don't get to speak to everyone. You end up drinking far too much alcohol. Um, and of course, it's if catering for 30 is a lot easier than catering for 130. Yes. <laughs> so it means people can have that little bit extra at their wedding, which I've, I think has been quite cool, actually. It's been, um, we've seen some interesting stuff go out. For, for wedding meals so far. I guess it gives people, you know, if they're planning for, you know, feeding 150 people and they've got that set budget, yeah. and they go, actually, we're going to have 30 people now. They must, yeah, loads yeah. of kind of opportunity I mean, to try something a bit different. The one, the one thing is, though, it's when the invites have gone out and oh. then you've got to rear, you've got to trim the invites. That's that's, and choose. that's the that's the the crucial the crucial bit. Yeah. Yeah. Save the date, but. Sorry, you can't make it. Sorry, you can't come. <laughs> you, can't, you can't come. <laughs> You're not on my list. Yeah, on my save the list. date, but don't save the date, basically. Okay. okay, so do you have a particular favourite food that you like cooking or like or, uh, or eating, in fact? Maybe it's different, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really mind. I There's not one cuisine I wouldn't eat, and there's nothing that I wouldn't eat either. So I'm very, very open to new things and learning new techniques, and I watch a lot of... Um, a lot of online videos of various different types of cuisines and how to do stuff. I'm I'm fascinated with Japanese and um, Asian cooking, okay. um, but I love fish. I think fish is my 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 go-to. Yeah, I love love a piece of fish, however cooked, however you like. However, from yeah. I'm imagining from you know sushi to good old fish and chips, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't can't beat a good fish and chips. You can't beat it. Although I. Not to be had too often. No. But no. <laughs> cool. So what is at the moment, I guess there isn't really one, but what is a typical day for you guys at Fallow and Fields? Um, so as I was saying before with the aces and places, I'm yep. I'm sort of like the front man, if you will, um, in the deli, meeting people, um, coming to lovely places like this to talk to yourself. Um Debbie is more the sort of organiser um, slash, uh, she's going to hate me for saying this, slash accountant. Okay. <laughs> she's very good with the money. Okay, um, that's good, that's what we, you want. Exactly, yeah. whereas I'm not. Um, but we are both chefs, so when the events come together, we can both really crack on and start um, punting out some good food. But um, the average day for me would be to, yeah, go, go and open up the deli, um, see some lovely people in the mornings for pastries and coffees and things like that. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, slowly sort of build up our, our customer, our customer profile, basically. Um, and we do, we get, we get a lot of very different people in Newnham Courtney cause it's, it's on, it's on that busy road. Yeah. So we get the locals, but at the same time we get people who are from nowhere near and, and it's good. It's great to speak to people. It's, and during this pandemic, it's just been great to stay open and keep talking and finding out what other people's problems are and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, after that, I don't really have much time to myself when it's close the deli and then get on the, get on the paperwork in the evening, take the dog for a walk. Um, lovely dog. She's, she's kept me going through um, yeah. lockdown. Yeah. I think like a lot of people, their pets have uh, kept them sane, I think. Or not yeah. sane. Uh, I mean, way. you can call you can call her a lockdown puppy, but um, she's um, yeah, she's got us out. I think that's the best thing. Yeah, got you out and about, and out actually and about. outside, and yeah. hopefully meeting other dog walkers, socially distanced, of course. Yes, that. yes, yeah. Um, so that's the average day for me, really. Um, I don't really get much time off now, and the events are coming back, so it's just full full go. But 
at the same time we need to so I'm not complaining I'd rather be busy than not yes yeah absolutely yeah after you know a nice some people have had a nice you know last year not doing as much as they would be but uh, yeah other people have been actually rammed off their feet so yeah yeah it's nice to hopefully get some form of balance back maybe yes yeah yeah I mean I'd love to go I mean when it when we can I'd love to go see some family I've got a brother over in Guernsey and another brother uh, down in Cornwall so it would be great to go and see them yeah. but I, I just don't know when that will be but hopefully soon fingers crossed yeah, yeah, fingers yeah. crossed fingers crossed yeah <laughs> so why why was Newnham Courtney the place that you ended up setting up Fallow and Fields as, as your base um I would say it's the building okay the building itself it, it's beautiful it really is it's it's a stunning grade a listed building um, it used to, I think it started life as a reading room. Um, it's had many, many lives. A reading room, doctor's surgery, carpenters, florist, haberdashery. Oh, wow. Um, so it's seen lots of leases of life. Um, and we just fell in love with it when we saw it. It had beautiful wisteria growing all over it yep. and lovely old English roses growing outside and grapevines. And we just thought it went, it suited our brand. Um, that's the main reason. Um, it's, as I said before, it's on such a busy road, um, which we thought would be a good thing, but it not necessarily is. Um, I think there's 21,000 cars drive through June and Courtney a day. Blimey. Um, problem is they are going from A to B and they don't want to stop. Um, but that being said, a, a pizza oven in the garden might do, might do wonders. Yes. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. We've already seen a few people stopping now for that. Yeah. Um, just got to flag them down, I think. You can stand outside with one of those yeah. big, big arrows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get Debs up the top of the village in, with a sandwich board. I think. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm sure she'd love that. Yeah, yeah, she would. She would. Cool. And is there anything you wish you'd known when you'd started out? Obviously, you probably would have liked to have known that a pandemic was about to hit. But anything else from a kind of business perspective that you wish you'd known when you set up? Um, I think. For me, it's been a massive learning curve as to how important uh, supporting local businesses are. Okay. That's, I knew that anyway, but it's really highlighted it. So, yes, we are a small independent business ourselves, but it's about getting other small independent businesses a chance to sell their produce in our shop. That's, yeah. that's what I've learned the most. Well, I wish, I think, is that I would have learned or known before is probably um, not to jump in on things quite as quickly as, as we have. Um, okay. We've learned, we've learned so much over the last year. Debbie and I have not done anything like this before um, being both chefs. Yeah. Um, so just taking advice where we can get it. I think that's the, the main thing I would try and sort of, do a bit more of okay fair <laughs> enough uh, yeah it's, it's, it's good to take advice yes <laughs> but then yeah. also I think there's an element of you know when someone goes in something with um and I mean it's in the nicest way naivety of going yeah let's just try this let's just give it a go and sometimes someone without a background of perhaps running a, a deli yeah would come to it with a completely fresh pair of eyes that someone who would always already you know run one and run one for years might do so i guess there's you know there's pros and cons to yeah something i mean i i've seen it a lot in in the industry as i've i've been in it as i said before about 14 years um i've seen a lot of pubs being run by people who think they know how to run pubs and they don't 
And it's hard as an owner or someone who's running a pub to take advice or from someone who's been in the industry for a long time, i.e. a chef. Um, they get overlooked a lot, I think. Um, I kind of done it myself with this deli, to be honest. I think I knew how to run it. And I'm not saying that we've run it badly. I think we've done very well with um, uh, where we've got to. Um, it's just the, the little decisions where you think, oh, that'll do really well. And then it's actually like, mm, it, it doesn't do that really didn't. well. <laughs> no, I mean, we when we first, first opened, I stocked the deli with so much produce that wasn't necessarily all local, but it was stuff like flour and pasta and yeah. rice and all that sort of stuff. Because, I mean, that you couldn't find flour for love nor money at the beginning of the pandemic. No, no one wants to come into a deli and buy flour or pasta or rice. They just want cake and coffee. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so our centre table did consist of a lot of dry goods, a lot of... Um, as I say, pasta flowers and stuff like that. And now it's just filled with cake. Sweet things. Sweet things and, and lovely bread. Okay. So they don't, they, people don't want to bake their own bread anymore. They just want to buy like, really there, lovely bread. Done that. Yeah. <laughs> been there, done that, realised I can't do it. Um, and we do, we have some great, great suppliers. So our produce um, speaks for itself, really. Okay. Where, so they're Oxfordshire-based suppliers. Who, who have you got? Uh, Go a bit name dropping. I mean, we've got loads. So... Uh, up the road from us, we have uh, the Nettlebed Creamery. Okay. They've got some fantastic cheeses, um, Norton and Yarrow. They're just around the corner as well. Fantastic cheeses. Um, our bread is from a company called Gustavus. They're based in Abingdon. Absolutely outstanding sourdough. The best sourdough you can get. Um, then we've got lots of local beer. So we uh, work with Tap Social. Yeah. Um, Chaddington Brewery. We also work with the Cotswold Brewery. Um, there's a few others. The Shandy Shack. They're all they're mm. all local. Love um, the Shandy Shack. Yeah, we work with some local vineyards as well. So Fair Mile Vineyard, Bothy Vineyard, Brightwell Vineyard. Um, we also uh, work with New Ground Coffee, based in Headington. Yeah. Amazing people. Fab guys. Yeah, and amazing coffee. That's what we serve in our coffee shop. Amazing stuff. Um, I mean, it, the list just keeps going on. I mean, we, we work with Just Biscuits. They do some fantastic sweet and savoury biscuits. Um, well-preserved, award-winning chutneys, yep. porch preserves. Um, fantastic uh, charity. They £2 of every jar goes to the homeless in oh Oxford. Um, and, yeah, so all of the – it just makes the deli what it is, you know. people When people come in, A, it's a fantastic building – but B, it's like a tre treasure trove and you walk around and you go, oh, that's lovely, that's lovely. And I haven't even mentioned the, the gins. The gins are just outrageous. Okay. There's, I mean, there are so <laughs> many gin suppliers in Oxford, it is unbelievable. There are a lot. Yeah, and a lot of them have won a lot of good awards. Um, so, yeah, we work with um, Chowgrove Artistan Distillery, yeah. Toad, um, Skywave. That's just to name a couple. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, I do like my gin. Yeah. Okay. So that's, Good. that's the reason why we've got a lot of gin. Well, a lot of other people like gin, so <laughs> yeah, you're fine. I like trying it. So it's, it's, it's a bit odd when people come through with gin at 9am wanting you to try it, um, which yeah. they do. Um, I don't think anyone's come in for an afternoon gin tasting. They've all been in the morning. Very odd. Very hard to carry on the day after okay, that. Okay, yeah, I can imagine. Serving yeah. customers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> only, uh, <laughs> you want a coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so 
yeah, we do work with a lot of a lot of local independent people. Amazing. Yeah. It sounds like you're from someone who's a, a chef and someone who hasn't really worked in, I guess, what you class as retail before. Mm. You've actually you seem to be really enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's just because I've had a I had enough of the chefing life. I think so. Anything that got me my evenings and. I'm not necessarily get my weekends back now, but anything that got me but just a little bit of normality back, I think I, I've grabbed with both hands. Um, I've never worked front of house. I've never, I've never done anything like that, and I've, I've really have enjoyed it. It's, it's been really good. But at the same time, I can still cook, and we do our private dining, and we hire the deli out in the evenings as well. So that's where I can do my cooking bit of it. Yeah. Um, and we've we've only just really started up doing that again, to be honest. Um, and I did one the other day, and I really enjoyed it. Back yeah. back in the kitchen, cooking really good food, and just just listening to people enjoy the food. I think that's the best thing. Definitely, there's something about hospitality, isn't there? Yeah. That just when you see a group or a room full of people enjoying something that you have created or served them is just there's something quite yeah. magic about that yeah yeah definitely um there, nothing beats a really good service um in the kitchen but then doing both sides of it yeah i think it's 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 just unique it's amazing being able to our kitchen's only off the side of the deli so it's a tiny little thing but um we are limited to what we can do but slipping into the kitchen quickly finishing off a few dishes coming out and and presenting it to people it's just fantastic i I really do enjoy it so all this talk of food makes you think that obviously you enjoy eating food is there anywhere that you want to go and eat out now that lockdown has lifted or have you already done it um i have i've I've gone to a few places i've i live in thames so i go i go to the thatch quite regularly and the black horse um uh i've there's a new Italian that has just opened up in Tame. Oh, okay. Um, which I've got my eye on. I've not been in yet. Um, we're limited to where we can go because of the dog. Aha. <laughs> so the dog's separation anxiety is through the roof. So wherever we go, we have to be able to take a dog. So we are limited at the moment. But um, I would love to go to Number One Ship Street, I think. Yes. As a little treat, treat evening. Yeah. You could get a dog babysitter. Dog babysitter. Yeah, go and have a lovely evening and just, yeah, enjoy myself. Have someone else cook for me. I was going to say, yeah. Although my girlfriend does a very good job at that. Okay. Um, none, yeah. Well done, Angela. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a little thank you to Angela yeah, thank, in there. Thank yeah. you, Angela. No, she's amazing. She does, she's a very good cook as well. Good. It's the Italian Italian gene. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, so you're even more inclined to try out the Italian in the... Uh, yes, yeah. To compare. I, I'm, I've, I'm a quarter Italian as well, so... Um, yeah, it's. I do like Italian food. It's good. Hence the pizza oven. Hence the pizza oven. Yeah. There we go. Oh, no carver though. There's no, no no. What's Italian? No. It's prosecco. Is prosecco. It? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Please cut that bit, Matt. Please cut that bit. <laughs> you offer so many independents in the shop in yeah. Delhi. Um, do you have any particular favourite indies in Oxfordshire? Uh, if I ask you to pick, is that is that cruel? Oh, it is cruel. I I, I love Skogan Kitchen. <gasps> yes, cinnamon buns. Cinnamon buns. Yum yum. There you go. Um, she'll love me for saying that. Um, and uh, I mean, the, there's a we're not short of a few lovely coffee shops in Oxford. Um, and I love um, 
Jericho Coffee Traders as well. They do a lovely, yeah. lovely cup of coffee. They get a lot of love in these podcasts. Yeah. A lot of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. <laughs> um, and I've, I've mentioned a few before, even Newground, the, the fact they do roast their coffee and they do all of that stuff, but it is a coffee shop as well. I love I love popping in there and picking up the coffee and it's amazing. Um, I'm trying to think. There are just so many. It's hard to it's hard to reel them off. We know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of them. Yeah. It's just great. It's perfect. I mean, that's that's the one thing I think I was surprised at when opening the deli was we started off with sort of, I don't know, five, ten suppliers, which grew to a hundred and something very, very oh quickly. Um, and I'm not in charge of the accounts, so Debbie's been slowly pulling her hair out, not, not another supplier. <laughs> another invoice. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's what, um, it's what people come to see, so. Yeah. They really do enjoy it. Mm. Okay. Um, so how can people kind of get involved with Fallow and Fields? So uh, the best way is to come and check it out themselves. Uh, we're on the Oxford Road, heading out of Oxford towards Reading uh, in a little place called Newton Courtney. Um, we're on the right-hand side next to the Village Hall. Um, if not, head to our social. Uh, we've got quite a good following, I think, on Instagram and Facebook, slowly building. Um, not, I'm not great on facebook i must admit and instagram i only started about a year and a half ago so i'm very new to it all it's still time to learn it's all right so yeah you can get get to us on there or head to our website www.fellowinfields.com um or i think yeah as i said before just come and say hi yeah. just drop by have a coffee if you come on a friday saturday or sunday you can have some pizza sounds good and have yeah have a chat Fantastic. And I believe there's another way people can actually help spread the word about Fallon Fields, isn't there? You've just been nominated for a Muddy Stiletto Award. We have, yes. Um, so as many nominations would be grateful. Um, I I mean, yeah, it's, it's it was a bit of a shock to be nominated, to be honest. We've not even been um, operating for a year yet, um, as a deli, that is. We opened mid-August. So to get nominated for something like that would be fantastic. Um so we just need as many people sharing, nominating as possible. And then hopefully we can convert that into a shiny award, which can sit in our deli proudly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you ever so much, Tom, for coming here today. Thank you so much. Yeah. And having a chat with us. It's been Cheers. great. Great. Thank, thank you. you. You've been listening to the Independent Oxford podcast, sponsored by Story94. You can find out more about our community at independentoxford.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and subscribe to help more people hear our indie stories. Bye for now.